Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who wasn't voted out of Congress last night. Wow, Liz Cheney losing by 30 points out in the Wyoming primaries. Get her out. Get her out of here. They're saying this is proof of a Trump cult but we'll explain the real reason she will probably, by the end of the day today, have a job hosting a primetime show on CNN. CNN is the worst. Plus Joe Biden. Joe Biden made it way back to the White House yesterday. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And uh, the president doubling down. Shall I say tripling down? It's technically a triple down on his demonstrably false claim that the Inflation Reduction Act will not increase taxes on people making less than $400,000 a year. Don't you have any respect for yourself? The answer would be no. 888 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. You know the rule. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... That is all. Uh, We begin, as we always do, with some shameless plugs for my live events uh, because I will be shot and killed. I make, you know, you make a deal with these venues, these theaters, these comedy clubs, these casinos. They want promotion, baby. You know, if you don't put on that sandwich board, forget about it. Throw a brick right through my window. I got enough problems. You know, run my Bronco off the road. Yeah, I'm floating around like I got a ride home from Ted Kennedy. It's not pretty. Uh, But this Friday night is a big one. Uh, I will be out at the Encore. In the Lake of the Ozarks, Friday night show. If you're listening on KRMS, come down, get plastered, hang out with your radio buddy. And next Friday and Saturday, I am at the Carson Nugget. Uh, Tickets still available for the 930 shows. Both early shows are sold out, but you can go to the 930 shows. Tickets for that, ccnugget.com. And two other gigs I have to promote, okay, uh, in October. October the 15th, I will be in Ottumwa, Iowa, 
at the Bridgeview Center. That is October the 15th. Tickets for that at Ticketmaster.com. November the 5th, I am in Vegas at the Red Rocks Resort. Uh, That is Saturday night, November the 5th in Vegas. Tickets for that also at Ticketmaster.com. And not only, not only will you get to see me, your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, you might run into Liz Cheney as well, because she's got nothing to do. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Let's start here with Liz Cheney, just so you guys understand the full timeline of where we're at. Because everybody's running around the Internet this morning saying, oh, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, this is, a, this is proof of a... A Trump. This is proof of a Trump cult. You're not telling me the truth. Liz Cheney is not gone because she dared to defy Donald Trump or that she didn't drape herself in a MAGA hat at every turn. Liz Cheney is gone because she did not focus on the needs of her constituents. He knows what he's talking about. I'll give you the whole full timeline. We'll have an adult conversation. If you want to weigh in, 888 888- 788-9910. If you're listening on KROE out in Sheridan, Wyoming, chime right in. Unless you're in the bar with Tommy B, who runs the station. You never know this hour of the day. But Liz Cheney, just to be clear, she didn't even live in Wyoming. When she announced her campaign, okay, she did so using a Twitter post that was geotagged to Virginia. What an idiot. And that began speculation that never ended over the fact that she herself was a resident of Virginia, kind of carpet-bagged off the family name out in Wyoming, uh, came into this at a time when her father was still pretty popular within the party, and she picked up a congressional seat, okay? But understand, at the time she did this, just to give you an idea of how politically transactional today's America happens to be, at the time she did this, Democrats hated her father, Dick Cheney, as much as they hate Donald Trump Right now. Correct the mundo. Straight up. It's it's hard for you to fathom if you're one of the new casual consumers of politics who listen to this show because this show is political pop culture. We cover the heaviest stories in the world, but we have a lot of fun doing it. And for that reason, we get a lot of casual political observers. You know how the Super Bowl is the one game of the year that caters to people who don't watch football? Okay, they tune in for the wacky commercials and the celebrity halftime shows and stuff like that. This is very much this show. Okay, we're covering all the big box stuff, but we're singing songs and playing bits. And, you know, you hear my family chiming in from time to time. But the point is, okay, it's very much a hang. And for those of you that are new to the hang, Dick Cheney, was the original eye of the Democratic storm in terms of people they wanted hanged. Okay, they wanted to kill this man. They considered him a war criminal because of the Iraq war. They wanted him tried at The Hague. They hated Dick Cheney more than anything in the world. Okay, they hated Liz Cheney more than anything in the world. And then when the Cheneys opened their mouths and said, Hey, we don't like Trump. The media was like, come on down. The media is a bunch of losers. Same with the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, okay, considered her family a bunch of war criminals. But the minute she was like, hey, I don't like this Trump fella, the Democrats were like, we love you, Liz. Democrats are so full of crap. They really are. But understand, it's not that she... Okay, doesn't support Donald Trump at every turn. We don't expect that out of lawmakers. It's not your job. Okay, the reason she is not going to be in office anymore, okay, is she was aiding the Democratic Party in painting 
every single Republican voter in this country with the responsibility of January 6th. That's true. That is true. You've got to understand the January 6th committee, okay, is a probe into an event that we've all condemned. There's nobody out there that says it's good. There's nobody out there that's okay with it. When you're storming the Capitol, we don't think that's good. Nobody turned on the TV and was like, we'll hear them out. You know, give them a second to explain their position here. Okay, nobody did that. We weren't okay with January 6th. We thought January 6th was bad in real time. Why? Because in this party, we have been condemning political violence since before it was cool. Okay, we condemned it in the summer of 2020 when they were lighting Democratic cities on fire in the name of equity, when they were burning police stations, when they were establishing pretend countries in Seattle. Do you remember the autonomous zone of CHOP? They had a pretend country out in Seattle. They were torching police stations. At one point, they burnt down 100 black-owned businesses in the near north of Minneapolis. Kamala Harris tweets a link to bail out the protesters. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. So you understand when they were storming the White House in the summer of 2020, hitting so many Secret Service agents with bricks and rocks that they ultimately had to hustle Donald Trump into a bunker beneath the White House. He was derisively referred to by Democrats from that point on as bunker boy. Oh, big, tough guy. Big, tough guy got hustled into a bunker by the Secret Service. Big, tough guy. But all the people who want to slander him for getting hustled into a bunker by the Secret Service, also want you to believe in a straight face that what we saw on January the 6th was something unique in Washington. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. That was my favorite thing. I mean, January 6th, an awful day. But it was every media personality getting on TV and being like, oh, we've never seen anything like this in Washington, D.C. before. Yeah, some of us had seen it the entire previous summer in Washington, D.C., when they were ripping down statues and attacking cops and burning churches. We had seen it, in fact. So you understand, we weren't okay with January 6th, just like we weren't okay with anything else. Where the fork in the road occurred is when it became obvious that the Democrats were just using this as a political cudgel. And what I mean by that is this is the first House Select Committee in the history of of the country, in the history of the country. We're 246 years old. In the history of the country, we've never had a House Select Committee that didn't allow the minority party to appoint panelists to the committee. What that means is, okay, there is no defense in this court case, okay? It's only a prosecution. This is a show trial. Liz Cheney was fine with aiding and abetting a show trial because she decided that the most politically expedient journey for her would be the one outlier in the Republican Party who went against Trump. Wrong. This was political expediency. They decided, well, we don't like Trump. He's not part of the establishment. And that's her biggest crime. She's part of the uniparty. So the Democrats embraced her. They embraced Dick Cheney begrudgingly because deep down the uniparty loves starting wars. They love bombing brown people in other parts of the world. That's all we do. Trump is the only president in the last 40 years who didn't start a war. Think about that. The hothead who was supposed to end the world, who was supposed to trigger World War III, will go down in history as the only president who didn't start a war, okay, which was never going to stand in the Cheney family where war makes a lot of money. War, war, war pays big dough, you know. Dick Cheney gets out there and goes, hey, Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. Please give us money. All right, we've been here a year looking for him. We can't find him, but Saddam's out. Please give us money. Maybe they're over in Afghanistan. We're going to head that way. Please give us money. She is a corporate warmongering harpy. Okay, Liz Cheney. 
But again, her most egregious offense is that she did not represent the needs and views of her constituents. Here's the deal. We all thought January 6th was bad. It's not a good thing. But what they've tried to spin it into is this shameless kangaroo court attempt to pin the events of January 6th on every single Republican. And people weren't okay with that. That's why. That's why. Her position on the January 6th committee is a liability. We People would be fine with the January 6th committee. They'd at least, you know, find it palatable if the committee had Republicans cross-examining witnesses, if the committee had Republicans that were Republicans. Do you understand? Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are Republicans the way a chicken who serves on the board of Popeyes is a chicken. What I mean is the chicken's not really looking out in the best interest for his fellow chicken when he's selling those 20-piece value meals. God, I can't stop talking about food metaphors. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're fat f- Look at you. But there she is last night, taking the beating, and with a straight face, begins by comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln. Clip one. This primary election is over, but now... The real work begins. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our union and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. So now she's Abraham Lincoln. You're not telling me the truth. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, he lost a couple of elections before he went on to be president. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, but she invokes the presidency. Why? Because the hot rumor this morning making the rounds in cable news is that Liz Cheney could potentially run for president. <laughs> I'm not even making it up. Here she is on the Today Show talking to Savannah Guthrie, clip four. The former president said last night, you're now headed to political oblivion. You said this fight is just beginning. You've even uh, launched a political organization already. So let's just be straight about it. Are you considering running for president yourself? Well, what I'm going to do, Savannah, is spend the next several months uh, completing my work in Congress, obviously completing my work representing the people of Wyoming. Uh, We have a tremendous amount of work left to do on the January 6th committee. Uh, And also, though, uh, I'm going to be making sure that people all around this country understand the stakes of what we're facing, understand the extent to which uh, we've now got uh, one major political party, my party, uh, which has really become uh, a cult of personality. And we've got to get this party back to a place where we're embracing the values and the principles on which it was founded. What an idiot. I mean, really, Liz Cheney. You're a loony. Okay, the party is not a cult of personality. Okay, the party just doesn't want to pay the bill for what a bunch of maniacs and, you know, probably a couple of feds did at the Capitol that day. It was disgusting. We condemned it in real time. But your willingness to go side with the Democrats in what is clearly a show scam trial. Again, we are a 246-year-old country. Have we ever had a House Select Committee without members appointed from the minority party? The answer would be no. This is unprecedented. It is a show trial. But here is 
Savannah Guthrie pressing her on the presidential issue. Clip five. And talking about, you know, fundamental uh, issues of civics, fundamental issues of what does it mean to be a constitutional republic. But Congresswoman, you didn't answer me yes or no. Takes yeah, to I know keep that Donald you- Trump. I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Well, I know you didn't say yes or no, and that's fine if you're thinking about it. But are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about running for president? It, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months, Savannah. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make a decision uh, in the coming months. Are you stupid or something, dude? Should make a decision on running. Okay, and I'll make I'll make a decision on dating Cindy Crawford. In the coming months. Thank you. Thank thank you for updating that on the answer. We'll all be hanging on with bating breath. Okay. Liz Cheney is out. It's not because of Donald Trump. Okay. It's not because of some cult. It's because she sold out her constituents. Nobody in Wyoming was getting out of bed saying, oh, if only we had an elected official who could go to Washington and obsess over getting Donald Trump. Again, that doesn't mean they're all on board with what happened at the Capitol. It just means when they get out of bed, they're thinking about things like inflation and crime and putting gas in their car and getting their kids an education. Nobody gets out of bed with the luxury of going, well, today's only going to be a good day if we go after Donald Trump. That's why Liz Cheney, and I mean it, okay, I'm saying this is a nice person. I don't know you personally. I don't wish you any ill will. Uh, but if you're really thinking about being president, maybe consider, oh, I don't know, the PTA. <laughs> a show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Got a busy one coming up. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich is going to be here. And the senior editor for The Federalist, Chris Bedford, stops by for his own postmortem on Liz Cheney's congressional career. But batting leadoff, the phone's open, 888-788-9910. Ezra is listening down at 106.3 Extra in Atlanta, Georgia. Yo, Ezra. 
Yes, sir. The beginning of a happy day for the Republicans, I hope. But I want to bring up a word of caution. And let's remember, Shakespeare said, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, and Liz certainly is. <laughs> so the disgusting thing, Republican leadership, and that's a loose term, must prepare for the pettiness of the Bush and Cheney families to get revenge. Oh, yeah. They're not agree? going down easy. You're right. Good no. Man, they don't care about the country. And if we lose 2024... Not only America loses, but the free world loses. And I think you're going to see China, et cetera, continue. So well, it's thanks fu- for the opportunity to voice that. But no, no, I and I, I appreciate you speaking out on that because I don't think people realize, like, the undercurrent, specifically of Dick Cheney, okay? Dick Cheney yeah. ain't done. He's not taking the L here and going back to the woods to shoot another <laughs> one of his hunting buddies, okay? Right. <laughs> they're, they're fired up, okay? They want war. More Ukraine, more something, and they're going to keep working against Trump. I mean, there's no world where she can actually win the presidency because, uh, you know, Wyoming was a microcosm of the rest of the country. Like, she, in emphasizing the January 6th committee uh, over all of the other big problems, like, if the country was in a good place, let's say the economy's booming, the border's secure, kids are getting an education, okay? People might watch this January 6th trial and be like, yeah, this is worth doing. But it's really hard to justify when none of the other needs are being met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they put it on hold Mm -hmm. until they can bring it up again when it's going to, you know, hopefully make an impact. But, you know, Cheney made a ton of money through Blackwater, et cetera. Big deal. And now they're perpetuating more problems. And all this filth is. You nailed it. Ezra, you totally nailed it. And that's the truth. Okay. Cheney's now looking for more money. Pay up, suckers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're discussing the fact that Liz Cheney, probably now the odds-on favorite to win the next season of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> the woman who defeated her, Harriet Hageman, a uh, Republican out in Wyoming, uh, spoke in Cheyenne last night, had this to say, clip three. Wyoming has sent the message that if you are going to claim to live in Wyoming, you better damn well live in Wyoming. Wyoming has drawn a line in the sand that if we put you in power, you will be accountable to us, you will answer to us, and you will do what is in our best interest. And if you don't, we will fire you. Whoa. The force is strong with this one. A very fired up Harriet Hageman. Uh, And listen. She's telling the truth. When you talk about January 6th, it ever, we live in such a hyper-reductive time, okay? It's the golden age of intellectual laziness. No one wants to think critically anymore. They just want to read the headline and adopt that as their talking point. So when you hear things like, oh, this is a Trump cult. That's what got Liz Cheney. It was just this, this Trump cult is what was going on over there. You guys don't get it. Not even close. Yo. Okay, the... Citizens of Wyoming 
do not like universally just endorse anything Donald Trump does. No one's giving Donald Trump a free pass for anything he's ever done wrong. Okay, what they are doing is holding elected leadership accountable for a pretend trial. It's a pretend trial. There's no defense. Do you understand? In a court of law, you can't convict someone in this country if the defense doesn't have an attorney or someone representing their view of the story. This is, of course, not a court of law. It is a court of public opinion for all intents and purposes. And she has aided and abetted the Democrats in trying to slander every single Republican in this country. Again, she might have gotten away with it if things were going better in the country. But when you're looking at record levels of inflation, record levels of gas prices, record levels of fentanyl overdose deaths, something that happens to hit Wyoming particularly hard. Okay, when you see kids losing over two years of academic gains because of COVID restrictions. I love the poorly educated. It's hard to think the people sent you to Washington to just, you know, get some type of revenge on the guy who beat Hillary Clinton. Okay, I understand it's upsetting to the establishment and it's upsetting to the Uniparty, which Liz Cheney is very much a member of. And that's the reality. Okay, people in Wyoming woke up to a world where they realized she was not producing, okay, a game plan every morning in Washington designed to pursue their needs. She was getting out of bed, drawing up a game plan that would pursue the wants and needs of the elites. Bingo. Of what her dad happens to be a member of, the Uniparty. Okay, don't forget, 85, probably 90% of elected officials in this country are not Republicans or Democrats. They're members of the Uniparty. They want the lobbyist money. Okay, they want the war money. They want all the hot stock tips they can get out of Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But she's making good money. She is making very good money. Okay, and Wyoming residents woke up to that reality and were like, yeah, we're not doing this. This is ridiculous. You Again, you could be against Donald Trump and hold office. Glenn Youngkin just won the governorship in Virginia. And Glenn Youngkin didn't say a word about Donald Trump. Okay, he won. He won Virginia. That's crazy. Think about that. You think Ron DeSantis right now, he got into office with a Trump endorsement. Do you think Ron DeSantis is going to be running on Trump likes me for reelection this fall? No chance. He doesn't have to. Yeah, he'll take exception to things the FBI do down in the state, and he should. But they recognize the need to prioritize your constituents. Liz Cheney did not recognize that need. I admire your honesty. Noah is on the line. He's in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Yo, Noah. Oh, girl, you are coming in hot today. <laughs> the champ is fired up. You know what happened? I was on TV this morning at 4 in the morning, so I'm just loopy. You know, that's, you know, you know when you don't get any sleep and you just, you're like, you're like a zombie. Like I might as well be drunk and the only oh, thing yeah. I've consumed is caffeine. But if someone's going to accuse me of being drunk, I'm going to start cracking them on the air. <laughs> well, I had a comment and a question. I, you know, I think you're the first talk show host ever and, and, and you know, adhere to the thing that war makes money and they love war. And yeah. My question to you is, what do you think they're going to use as a front, and do you think they'll put American boots in Ukraine? God, I really hope not. What they have right now at the end is the end around, which is we're just sending aid and sending aid. Uh, essentially, Ukraine has provided us with an opportunity to, to do this without getting Americans killed. You know, 
Um, and my, it's my you know, resolute hope that we can continue down that course. But obviously, at some point, I'd like to see the money dry up. Because as you know, Ukraine is considered the number one corruption risk in the world. And we just, we just hired 87,000 IRS agents, and they're not doing it to audit the $40 billion we sent to Ukraine. They're doing it to audit the 40 bucks your grandmother put in your birthday card in 1987. Exactly. Nuts. Yeah, like I said, I hope, uh, you know, I had friends and family that served over in the Middle East there, and mm-hmm. it was just a hell of 20 years, you know. Yep. And it, it just sounds like it's never going to end because there's always something going on, and we always got to be involved with it. I mean, it's crazy. It's true. I mean, to Trump's credit, he is the only president in the last 40 years that didn't get us into a war, okay? And, but that's one of the reasons they hate him. I mean, if you go back to JFK, Probably the least popular thing he did was he didn't want to go into Vietnam. And as you know, Vietnam, you know, cost us a couple of bucks and certainly far too many lives. But he was in the way of that. And I'm not saying they whacked him. okay? Uh, but I am saying, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. On the topic of that, too, they also wanted to go into Cuba. But uh, he's like, no, that's. Not necessary. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you get in the way of the gravy train, you're very liable to get run over by it. That's the problem. I think history has shown that again and again. And I think it's one of the reasons they hate Trump so much, okay, is he's just not an establishment guy. I think that's his biggest offense to them is that he's not one of them. I mean, because to be clear, they have endorsed every type of character flaw in history in Washington, D.C., as long as it was a member of the unit party. Like Ted Kennedy killed a woman. Drove drunk, drove off a bridge, left a woman to drown, and got reelected three more times after that. Okay, yep. so let's let's not act like these are people that you know they draw the line somewhere. Okay, the Clintons weren't exactly throwing a perfect game, if you will. Okay, and they were willing to give her a major party nomination. You know what I'm saying? So you, I, I, I could talk to you all day, Jimmy, and I appreciate the time you give me. Well, you get it, Noah. Uh, we, I'm telling you, we're soulmates. In another life, we were ho- co-hosting a morning show, and I do believe we got fired within two episodes, but it was fun. Good stuff. He's right, though. Okay, Noah makes a good point. War makes money. They don't want anybody in the, in the way of the war ATM. Okay, and understand, when they make it about Trump's character, we've had some really bad characters in the Oval Office. I believe that together we can make America great again. I mean, think about that. You know, when people say, oh, Trump, we've never seen something so outrageous in the Oval Office. I say close, but no cigar. This is not okay. Bob is on the line in Florida. Yo, Bob. Hey, Jimmy. Love your program. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. Let's do it. One is with Biden running for office in his basement said that (laughs) if you control your presidency with uh, presidential power, you're a dictator. Mm -hmm. His first day in office, he wrote 40 executive orders, and that's what's ruined our country so far. Yep. And then on top of that, Mm -hmm. with all the money that he's been spending – what, three or four trillion for COVID, three or four trillion for inner city. Now he's got another program. Less than six percent went to any of these programs. Yeah. Where the hell did the rest of it go? Anybody know? Yeah, well that's that's anybody a, care besides me. No, I mean we 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 that's why I wish these eighty seven thousand IRS agents would be auditing what we're spending, because you're right, man. It's all fraud. I mean, even the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't reduce inflation. They found a fancy name, so people felt pressure to vote for it. 
but they didn't actually spend any money to reduce inflation. Don't get me wrong. They spent money. So like you get it. And what I think is happening, Bob, is the people who govern, the people in Washington, D.C., Liz Cheney is a good example of this. They don't actually ever really talk to or consider what people like you and me are paying attention to. And the gap between what we feel and what they think matters is so vast now that it's going to come back to them. Like the Democrats will lose every single thing in the midterms and all of these establishment yahoos like Liz Cheney have no future right now because people are too pissed off and just too cynical, you know. Um, So I don't think it ends good. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Having seen everything that's happened down in Florida, your state, Mar-a-Lago, uh, getting raided by the FBI, uh, the polling says people are now more likely to support Trump because they feel like he's being persecuted. Are you more or less likely to, to support Trump now? Of course I'm going to support Trump. I got flags up saying him for 2024, <laughs> and some of my neighbors quit talking to me. Oh, get out. <laughs> well, congratulations, because anybody who would yeah. quit talking to you over your political views isn't worth talking to anyway. That's what I always feel. Um, but all right, I should have I known when I, when I asked you, because every time I go to Florida, if I, I can't pass a marina without seeing a boat that has at least 12 Trump flags on it. It's like the That's law right. that you have to have at least 12, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can get you can get locked that. up. Well, be careful, well, man, because uh, well, don't... Yeah, what gets me with that and mm-hmm. down here what they just did, the FBI, what are they? They're the uh, brown shirt Nazis for Pelosi and her bunch. You no, know, it feels Everything that they way. did was illegal. Uh, no, it's not. Listen, again, in a 246 year old country, we've never raided a former president. And we're about no, to never. find and we're about to find out that there wasn't really a big reason to do it this time either. You know, the fact that yeah. they're not releasing the affidavit, but they're leaking words like nuclear to the press means they're trying to buy themselves some time or some credibility. And sadly, there are enough people that will hear them out. But those are the same people that believe the Mueller thing that believed both impeachments, you know, people who just get yeah. out of bed looking for something to hate so they don't hate themselves but you get it bob uh beers on me next time i'm down in florida okay brother how much stuff did they hide oh, in I, the papers that they supposedly took out that I, nobody saw them do that's another question i want to see that video yeah. but I, I you know because they said they took surveillance video inside mar-a-lago let's release that with the affidavit and uh we can have a watch party at your place good call bob we'll do it again soon brother 888-788-9910 back after this Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're talking about Donald Trump, your former president, but for, i got to give you a second on the current president, Joe Biden, who was at the White House yesterday to sign a bill that reduces inflation the same way gasoline reduces a fire. Okay, we are spending more money to fight inflation. Okay, you know what the root cause of inflation is? Runaway spending in Washington. Okay, this is the equivalent of trying to drink yourself sober which I can assure you did not work for me in college. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. But here is Biden with a straight face repeating the claim that no one making less than $400,000 a year is going to pay another dollar in taxes. This is total crap. Here it is, clip seven. And I'm keeping my campaign commitment. No one 
Let me emphasize, no one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a penny more in federal taxes. This bill is the biggest step forward on climate ever, ever, and it's going to allow, it's going to allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals and the ones we set out. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. Okay, do you understand, just so we're clear, the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, and the Congressional the Joint Committee have determined that this bill, this specific bill, is going to raise over $20 billion, $20 billion in new tax revenue from people earning less than $400,000 a year. What Joe Biden was really saying to you yesterday is, hey, I'm a clown. <laughs> clown stuff. Are you ready? Here's another one. Okay, Biden reminding you every Republican voted against this bill. He says it as if that's a bad thing. You should be cheering your Republican lawmakers for voting against this crap. Here it is, clip eight. And remember, every single Republican in Congress voted against this bill. Every single Republican in Congress voted against lowering prescription drug prices against lowering health care costs, against the fair tax system. Every single Republican, every single one, voted against tackling the climate crisis, against lowering our energy costs, against creating good-paying jobs. You suck. I mean, really think about that, Joe Biden. You suck. Okay, every single Republican voted against the Re- Inflation Reduction Act. Do you want to know why? Are you ready for it? Because it doesn't reduce inflation. Oh, wow. Dude, if you put forth a bill called Save the Puppies, but all the bill does is execute puppies, you can't expect Republican support, no matter how much we like puppies. Okay, understand, they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. But it doesn't reduce inflation. The Congressional Budget Office says it will have a net zero effect on inflation in the life of the bill. But in the short term, in the short term, it'll drive up inflation even more. Biden sucks. Okay, think about that. Okay, they were questioned about this yesterday at the White House. Okay, Kate Bulduan, of all, of all things, uh, Asked Cecilia Roos if, in fact, this bill will reduce inflation. She can't answer the question. Clip 12. Are you personally comfortable as an economist calling it the Inflation Reduction Act? So this bill represents really important investments we know we need to make that help to expand our economic capacity. Inflation happens when we have too much demand for the supply, and we know we need to be uh, investing in the supply support so that we are better able as a country uh, to address issues like inflation going forward. So this will increase our economic growth, and because of how we plan to implement it and provisions in the bill, uh, it will, that growth will be more equitably shared. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. So did she explain, by the way, for anybody listening at home, how this bill will reduce inflation? The answer would be no. No, because it doesn't reduce inflation. Here, she was followed up on it. Clip 13. But if you passed a bill called the Fill Every Pothole Act, I mean, voters should expect you to fill every pothole. I mean, so should voters measure the success of this bill on how much you reduce inflation in the next couple of years? So this infl- this bill spins out over several years. And so the tax provisions, for example, some of the tax revenue will happen immediately. Some of the benefits in terms of deficit reduction t- will materialize over time. So again, it, this is really an, inf- uh, an investment in our economy. It represents the president's economic vision. 
for transitioning to an economy that works better for American families by generating the kind of growth that's based on uh, stable, steady productivity gains in the language of economists. Uh, so that kind of growth that we know we need to be making in order to ensure that we continue progressing uh, for the decades to come. Yeah, and a name is just a name, but there are definitely a lot of other names you could have named this bill. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Think about that, okay? When CNN, when CNN is telling you you didn't name the bill correctly, okay, what does it say about your bill? This is total crap. Take it from young Lincoln Fela. It's total crap. Okay, and they know what they did. Did you hear her reasoning? Well, the positioning of the economy, the green energy, the trajectory. If a train leaves Chicago at the same time, a car departs from Wilmington, Delaware. Yo, Biden in the White House. If you want to get your poll numbers above 30 percent, how about you just stop lying to us? Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up. Got a big hour coming up, a plus-size hour. Can't say big anymore. It's a plus-size hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Chris Bedford happens to be the senior editor at The Federalist. He is going to be joining us to discuss the ouster of Liz Cheney, who was probably signed with CNN by now. Uh, who knows? Maybe she's going to bump Alyssa Farah off The View. I don't know the answer there. The View is awful. But we'll get into Liz Cheney, and we will get into the latest on the Mar-a-Lago raid, because the media the media has gone full Mueller when it comes to the Mar-a-Lago raid. I will explain it to you at 888-788-9910. This show, of course is an audio safe space for cool people. What I mean is you don't have to agree with me, okay? I am a conservative, unapologetically so, okay? But I am a talk show host. I am not an activist. I am not here to control our democracy. I'm not going to shout you down if you dissent from my views. All are welcome. You remember the roller rink as kids? It's an all-skate. Everybody can get in the rink, do a couple of laps, throw a Bic comb in your back pocket, Lace up the Jordash and let's skate a few laps. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a And by, oh, no, yes, it does apply. You can be a Libertarian. Just don't be a that is, That's fine. I don't care. I don't care what you do. The whole point of America, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. You know what that meant? We're free-range chickens. Everybody can do their own thing. But at the end of the day, we are one nation under God. And if somebody has a problem with us, well, we are the team nobody wants to play. The problem right now, though, okay, is that we're not playing that team ball. There's never been a more divisive time in my lifetime. Obviously, we fought a civil war when people say, oh, politics never been this bad before. Yes, of course they have. Okay, but the fact remains what's going on in Washington in terms of the weaponization of our DOJ is really furthering the divide by people who don't care if they further the divide. He knows what he's talking about. Remember when Joe Biden ran for president? Okay, he said, unity beats in my soul. And when I get elected, the first thing I'll do is bring the country together. That's what I'll do. This guy will say anything. Okay, the first thing he did when he got elected was say that everybody who doesn't agree with him is Jim Crow on steroids. That's what he did. 
He signed an executive order killing the Keystone Energy Pipeline, sacrificing 10,000 American jobs at the altar of environmental virtue signaling. Joe Biden has been the antithesis of unity. Okay, he has lied at every turn. He's out there with a straight face now telling us there are no biological differences between men and women. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Telling us, oh, the Inflation Reduction Act will reduce inflation by spending more money? That is financial lunacy. And then we come to find out, oh, I'm hiring 87,000 IRS agents. They're going to bring the rich tax cheats to justice. And then we find out the CBO says, we're all going to pay more in taxes. What a fraud. That's the Biden administration. Okay, they have no interest in uniting the country or telling you the truth. You want to know what they're interested in? Are you ready for it? Power. They're always and only perpetually interested in power. That is correct. That's what's going on, especially in this moment when they raid Mar-a-Lago. That is an exercise in power. Okay, we're a 246-year-old country. We have never, ever have the Justice Department weaponized against a political opponent. And make no mistake about it, Donald Trump is very much a political opponent. He enjoys the highest support within his party of any politician in America right now, including current presidents like Joe Biden and former presidents like Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Understand, okay, he is uniquely positioned to potentially run again, pull a Grover Cleveland and become the second man in the history of this country to serve two non-concurrent terms in the White House. I don't know that it's going to happen. I don't even know that he's going to run. I honestly don't know. But this very much reads like a political persecution because when you raid a guy, okay, for the first time in the 246th history of the country, and you just expect us to take your word for it, okay, you've lost the room. And I say that why? Because we have had FBI agents in the past plead guilty to falsifying documents so they could spy on the Trump campaign. Yo, the Mueller probe exists because the FBI lied, weaponized Hillary Clinton's opposition research as a justification to probe what was then a political rival who went on to become the sitting president of the United States. That's just how white folks will and do it. And that's how they did him. And now they're trying to do him that way again. You can tell me anything you want about Donald Trump's character flaws. But the point I would make is, you know, these are not a political people in Washington that have an issue with anyone's character flaws. OK, nobody, nobody was giving Bill Clinton any man of the year awards the Ted Kennedys of the world. I mean, there's a history is littered with dirtbags in Washington. Okay, Trump's biggest offense is calling people names. He didn't steal an election with Russia. That didn't go on. Didn't slander veterans. That whole, you know, Atlantic piece was debunked wildly by 23 people who were willing to put their names on the record. Nor did he, you know, sell influence to foreign governments and trade on the back of the American people like, oh, I don't know, Hunter Biden. Hunter's a dirtbag. But what he did do was get his house raided by the FBI. And this has brought the media back to Mueller mode. What I mean by Mueller mode is in the aftermath of the 2016 election, if you remember, we had literally over 100 anonymously sourced bombshells, bombshells that, if true... This is going to take down the president. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And I say that why? Because if true, meaning you don't know if it's true, means 
It doesn't meet the standard for reporting. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, understand. If true, there was a time in this country where if true meant, well, we can't report it until we know if it's true. But now they just run with it. Oh, this looks bad for Trump. We got to get it out there. We got to go. We, nope, we don't. Don't worry about sourcing it. Nora O'Donnell at CBS. It's a laughing stock right now because Trump, okay, if you remember, posted on Truth Social a few days ago that the FBI stole all three of his passports while they raided his house. Now, to be clear, they were not there to get his passports. That should not have happened. They can tell me it was accidental. But what we know was they went in there with a warrant, tore his house apart, and flexed their muscle. Hey, you're an ex-president. You're giving us a hard time. We'll show you where the FBI. Now we're in your wife's closet. How do you like it? Has anyone ever had the house broken into? That's what this feels like. They leave the place in shambles. You come home and you feel violated. Somebody else was in your space. Okay, in this case, somebody was in your wife's closet who happens to be a supermodel. Hubba, hubba. Okay, understand. And they violated the sanctity of that space. And from what we know, we really don't have a good reason. They won't give you the affidavit. Okay, and they're going to tell you, oh, it's redacted information. We can't share it with the public. You know when else they did stuff like that? With the Mueller probe. And you know what the Mueller probe wound up being? Do you remember? It wound up being not true. So it's hard to take them at their word. But Nora O'Donnell, who is back in Mueller mode, she knows the people, the cottage industry of Americans who hate Trump so they don't have to look inward at things they hate about themselves. You understand, anti-Trump hate, it's unique. It is a white person thing. Rich white liberals who live in the coasts, New York, California, they live in the Beltway in D.C., all of them are rich beyond your wildest comprehension, but they don't know how to enjoy themselves. So they sit around hating Trump so they don't have to look inward at the things they don't like about them. You are correct, sir. Okay, Nora O'Donnell is catering to that mindset, that journalism crowd, those Beltway insiders. When Trump tweets that the FBI stole his passports, Nora O'Donnell immediately responds with, a DOJ official says the FBI is not in possession of Trump's three passports. She immediately contradicts Trump's claim. And why is she doing that? Because the minute she fires that out into the bloodstream, all the people who hate Trump can shoot it up in their veins. More digital dopamine. Oh, Trump lied again. You believe this guy? Oh, he's just the worst. I've never seen anything like it. This is absolutely gross. That's who these people are. Nora O'Donnell goes right out and tweets that. Okay, anonymously sourced bombshell. Okay, again, don't know if it's true. One source. Okay, but minutes after she tweets it, are you ready for it? Are you ready? The FBI themselves announces that, yes, they did take his passports, but they will return them right away. So you understand, CBS has now spoken out, saying that the anchor attributed the information to a single source, which is considered a really big no-no. They want everything double-sourced at CBS. Where was the standard, by the way, back in 2016? At most network networks, it didn't exist. They didn't need a single source on the record, let alone a double. Uh, but CBS has a, stick, a strict two-source protocol, and they told the New York Post. They also made the tweets, made it sound like O'Donnell was calling the former president a liar. And the direct quote to the Post, this is an embarrassment for CBS 
that the face of the network can't even make a second call to a Justice Department representative. It's journalism 101, you understand. But they're feeding. They're feeding this bloodlust for Donald Trump again. They're out there telling you with a straight face, no, no. This guy's selling the nuclear codes. You don't understand. It's so bad right now. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Yo, just so you understand, you guys, the nuclear codes aren't a Netflix password. When you break up with someone, the code doesn't, like, stay in place. Like, you know, people break up, but one guy still uses the other gal's Netflix or vice versa. That's not how nuclear codes work. New president gets a new set of codes. They make it sound like Trump could just sell these codes and anybody could call up and shoot them off. Like the guy answering the phone doesn't notice that it's like a different accent. A guy's calling from the Middle East. Well, it doesn't sound like the president, but he does have the code. So I guess we're just going to launch the nukes. I mean, that's what's going on here. It's all this fantasy pie in the sky garbage. Okay, that's very evocative of Mueller time. When people were willing to run anything, if it made Trump look bad, why? Because it made them feel good. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. And we're back there. We're back in flood the zone territory. Okay. Any bombshell, no verification. They did this to Brett Kavanaugh. Do you remember when Brett Kavanaugh, okay, was being confirmed to the Supreme Court and they just started trotting out one accusation after another? We got Christine Blasey Ford. She doesn't know where it happened. She doesn't know the year. She doesn't know who was there. But she knows, she knows, she knows that this guy, this guy, he definitely sexually assaulted her. Hey, you've got to be a moron. You've got to be a moron. I mean, I'm, you really got to be a huge moron to believe that. But because not enough people did, they started the flood the zone strategy. Death by a thousand cuts. Let's bring forth more accusers. Michael Avenatti as a woman. Who says, oh, Brett Kavanaugh was running a high school rape ring where this woman was showing up for 10 years into his 20s and getting raped on the weekends because that's what they were doing. And again, hey, you've got to be a moron. You've got to be a moron. But people bought into it because they just wanted to take down Kavanaugh because they wanted to beat Trump. But you understand we've gotten to this hyperpartisan place where it's so much more important to beat the enemy than it is to get truth, than it is to get justice, than it is to get real accountability, that, yo, we are destroying the country. Like, we are. Like, like that's reality. I don't take any joy in telling you that. It's bad. Okay? Whatever the FBI tells you out of Mar-a-Lago next, most of the country is not going to believe. Why? Because the FBI has lied to us constantly. They falsified documents to spy on Carter Page. They entrapped Mike Flynn. They falsified documents to spy on George Papadopoulos, okay? This has been admitted to in criminal court. James Comey has admitted to leaking classified information in order to get Donald Trump. But again, they want you to believe in this moment it's okay, okay, to prosecute Trump for his mishandling of classified information when they've all openly done it and not faced a single solitary penalty. This is why we're in the position we're in, where we're back in Mueller probe mode and we're just running with one anonymously sourced piece of garbage after another. It's because the people doing the reporting, okay, aren't looking for the truth. They're looking to feed gullible idiots confirmation bias. Oh, you were right. Trump is bad. You were right. The Trump people are dummies. Okay, it's Batman. Every day they get out of bed and they find a new way to tell you the walls are closing in on Batman. Do you remember watching Batman as a kid? He'd be like chained to the wheel of doom. And they're like, oh, man, how's he going to get out of this one? 
It's the last time we're going to see that cod piece. He's dead after this. And then they'd go to commercial, they'd come back, and Trump was always fine. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. As some of you might know, I am appearing in the Lake of the Ozarks this Friday night at the Encore out in Missouri. If you happen to be listening on the legendary KRMS, uh, you could be hanging with your radio buddy Friday night. Uh, I don't know if Linda's going to be there Friday night, but she's here now out in the Lake of the Ozarks. Yo, Linda. Yes. Hello, Jimmy. Yeah, I'd love to be there. Unfortunately, I can't. They don't let me out much. Linda, it's for your own safety. Okay, everyone, everyone who calls in from KRMS, this is really funny. They're all like really intelligent, like super smart, but also a little nuts. Like, what am I getting myself into? Am I going to survive this one? Probably not. (laughs) Um, This is the grand finale. I wanted to talk about these 87,000 IRS agents. Uh Does anybody remember Lois Lerner and the Tea Party? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So who do you think these 87,000 agents are going to be looking for? No question. And I and that's the part everybody like everyone forgets. Like people have like the memory of a of a, like a hamster now, you know, short term memory of a goldfish. Anyway, they don't know. And you're right to say they don't add these people just to go after the rich because the news flashes. The rich aren't going to turn up that much tax revenue. There's only so many of them out there. The bill is counting on one hundred billion dollars worth of tax revenue. The implication by Biden is that anyone who's rich must be cheating on their taxes. But the truth is the rich use big time accountants to make sure they're within the letter of the law. And if, in fact, you come after them, they use big time attorneys to limit what they owe you. I think they'll be looking at voter rolls myself. Yep. It's going to be it's going to be bananas, but they have to go after the middle class. Like their own analysis of the bill says 20 billions coming from the middle class. So when Biden said yesterday, oh, nobody under 400,000, he's lying. Do you think on some level he thinks it's 1982 and we don't have the ability to record what he says? No, but what but what bothers me is one thing Trump's presidency did Mm -hmm. was take the mask off. Yep. I mean, we've all suspected there's, you know, shenanigans going on in Washington, but they don't even bother to hide it now. No, you're right. They're weaponizing. They're weaponizing all kinds of departments against the people. Why do you need AR-15s for IRS agents? That's crazy. And they say it's because they're going to be going into, you know, areas to collect tax. That's not how tax collection works. Like, if you show up with an AR-15, the guy's not handing you money. It's going, okay, here's my taxes. Are they telling I us... I can't have one, but they can. Yeah, they're going to start collecting taxes at gunpoint. That's what's, and, and I thought my audits were difficult. This is next level. <laughs> Uh, Linda, great call. Uh, congratulations on not being at the Encore this Friday. It sounds like it's for everybody's good. Have a great time. <laughs> Thanks. You're the best. We'll do it again soon. Uh, quick break. We got Chris Bedford coming up from The Federalist. Uh, he is not happy with any of this stuff. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And i got to be honest, this next guest, we wanted to have him on yesterday. 
but he claims he took his kid to a museum, which if I know people at the Federalist, that is code for he went to a bar. Joining us now to confirm or deny those allegations, senior editor at the Federalist, Chris Bedford, back in the house. Hey, man. <laughs> it's great to be back. Unfortunately, they did not serve beer at the... Uh... Smithsonian. I was, I was kind of bummed out by that. All right, so you're sticking with the story because you sent me a photo with a kid this morning to, to back up your, your claim, and I just wasn't sure if that was like a stock photo you pulled off the Internet. <laughs> it kind of looks like one. No, I, I couldn't believe it. They, they, you could hold hissing African cockroaches at the Smithsonian if you wanted to, which I, of course, did not. <laughs> but the six-year-old absolutely did want to. And when I expressed disgust, you should have heard the lecture I got from this <laughs> – the cockroach woman at the Smithsonian about how they're actually very clean and very important to the environment. I was like, all right, lady, well, well, I'm not going to hold the hissing African cockroach. Well, tell her if she really likes cockroaches, she can come to New York and pay 3500 for a studio apartment. She'll have it's <laughs> <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Uh, Bedford, uh, I thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, you're obviously in a very difficult place emotionally, what with Liz Cheney losing and all last night. How are you holding up so far? You know, I... I held it together. I got choked up when she said that she was going to be president next. <laughs> I was I like, really yeah, when I saw that, Bedford, I was like, of what? The PTA? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would. And that, but I really, I just started bawling my eyes out when she compared herself to the men who gave their lives at Gettysburg. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I just, it tore my heart out to, to see a woman who had laid down her life on the field of battle. <laughs> like that. Uh, I, I can't get over it. And, and then I hear the people are crying all over the country. I'm not alone. Democratic <laughs> Attorney General of Michigan admitted that she bawled her eyes out when Liz Cheney lost. And I just thought, Jimmy, I mean, is there any hope for the union without Liz Cheney in Congress? <laughs> and like uh, somebody has to tell the Democrats, like, yo, you guys don't have to pretend to like the Cheneys anymore. It's over. You don't have to do this. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's not forget they, they wanted to prosecute her father as a war criminal. They wanted this guy to hang in the Hague. Uh, but that's how politically expedient and transactional this moment happens to be that they were. I mean, again, if you could tell 2006 Chris Bedford that the Democrats were stumping for the Cheney family, is there any way you could convince him that was a thing? Not a single shot. And, and, and then if you try to convince me that, that, that there would be a guy named Donald Trump, who we all knew, who'd run previously, he, he considered running with Eminem, I think, in 2000 <laughs> and had a whole convention, that he would come onto the scene and annihilate the Bush, Clinton, and Cheney dynasties within four years. Yeah, just no shot. I would have believed you. Yeah, it's crazy. He been, nobody saw that part coming. I mean, he really did. He beat the game. Uh, but what people don't get about, you know, Cheney going down and obviously her standoff with Trump is it's so much bigger than just, oh, she said no to Trump. OK, she's in this position, to be clear, because she's helping the Democrats do something with the January 6th committee that's bigger than Trump. This is an attempt to hang the Capitol riots on everybody who's ever pulled the lever for the Republican Party. Is that not why people really took down Dick, uh, you know, Liz Cheney? Because they didn't want to be besmirched with what a couple of idiots and probably a couple of feds did at the Capitol? No, that's exactly right. You're totally right. And all the analysis that we've been seeing otherwise is just so midwit, so stupid. I see it all the time on CNN and other channels where people are saying, it's all about Trump. She dared to cross his cult of personality. Well, that's completely false. What she did is she turned on her own party. She turned on her own voters. Uh, she, she turned on her own state. She was absent. She was a denizen of, of northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. She sat there making $6 million a year in Congress and had nothing to do with Wyoming voters. They kicked her out. So, like in Washington D.C. and New York, all the analysts—I know that they can't even think about their breakfast cereal without seeing Donald Trump swirling in the milk and spooking them. But in reality, that's not what voters are actually voting on. He's 
he's got a great record for endorsements and, and such, but that's largely because he does jump on to a lot of winning campaigns. Yeah. This, at the end of the day, came down to Liz Cheney. I know. No, it's true. Spot on. We're talking to the great Chris Bedford, senior editor at The Federalist. And I do want to make that distinction about Trump endorsements because, yes, he's wildly popular within his own party. But you're right to say he does have a habit of picking like Alabama over Millersville State, you know, and then he's like, my endorsement won again. We're like, yeah, well, we kind of thought it would. <laughs> they were they were favored by 78 and a half in Vegas if they allowed you to even bet the game. Uh, but it's true. Uh, it was the dereliction of duty to her own party. And I say that and I take time to draw that distinction because a lot of people listening, I don't think they understand the January 6th committee in terms of the construct. This is a trial that doesn't allow for a defense. It's only a prosecution. She is part of a prosecution that didn't allow the minority party to appoint panel doesn't allow for the cross-examination of witnesses. So we're not, like, exaggerating. Like, when we call this a show trial, I mean, it's very much a show trial. They even brought in a TV producer from ABC to produce it. The Western idea that you should have a lawyer in there defending you when you're accused of something was invented by the Spanish Inquisition. That was a – this is less fair than that. That was the Spanish idea. Well, maybe someone should – maybe someone should say that this person is not the devil after all. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they refuse to allow that because it's complete and total sham. They're trying to seize documents. They're hauling people in uh, who have nothing to do with January 6th. A friend of mine who just deals with numbers and finance, whose office was pipe-bombed mm-hmm. uh, d- during the riots, he got hauled in for him to, to, to give up all of the numbers he has because they're using this to simply to search through records and to punish their opponents. So Liz Cheney in this has been a useful idiot. She's, she's, she's allowed herself to, to, to huff her own paint and believe her own fumes, and now she's out there just attacking her own party and turning it one. This is not the first time she's done this. I first, she first caught my eye when she had a piece planted in Politico when she was uh, entering leadership. That someone compared her to the next Margaret Thatcher. Of course, that congressman who did that refused to give his own name. He had to say it on background. Washington, D.C. is the only place where you can compliment people but don't want to use your name like some kind of secret. And she, she had a plan to bring the party back to where it was when her father was vice president, where it was under Bush. And this, the American people had moved on. She had a very different and extremely delusional idea of where the American people were going. And, you know, it's, it's great to see the back of her. And I look forward to seeing her next time when she's got that endowed chair at AEI. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when I heard the interview with Savannah Guthrie talking to her about running for president, I'm like, how many? I mean, first of all, she's no chance of winning. But second of all, like, how many times are we going to bomb Iraq? Uh, You know, like, really? I don't think we need more Cheneys uh, anywhere near Washington, (laughs) D.C. So in a lot of ways, it really is. It's addition by subtraction. But of course, you know, no Cheney conversation would be complete uh, without some, you know, tie into what's going on down at Mar-a-Lago. So I wanted to bring this up. In my opinion. And I just want to make sure, you know, you're a senior editor at The Federalist. So if you have to edit my copy on this one, um, I am of the mind that when it comes to January 6th, we've descended into the Mueller realm of reporting now, where one anonymously sourced bombshell, completely unverified, can be run. You know, maybe the Nora O'Donnell tweet is a good example of that. And the media shows no interest in verifying any of this because I think they're just trying to feed that bloodlust for Trump, like something you alluded to earlier about people seeing Trump in their milk when they pour their cereal. There is a whole cottage industry of Americans that hate Trump so they don't have to look inward at things they hate about themselves. And are we not just placating that in media now by doing what Nora O'Donnell did and running all the other anonymous stuff? That's, that's a perfect way to encapsulate it. They hate Trump because they, they can't look at what they, what they hate in themselves is exactly right. Uh, yeah, this is, the, this, is the, this is like crack because 
it's really difficult, as you know, to get someone to go on a record with something that's a really part of a serious story. Mm-hmm. There are investigative stories I worked on for months where I just couldn't get two people to confirm on, on the record, so I had to drop it. Mm-hmm. During the Trump years, we gave up on that idea of journalism. It, wasn't, it, was, it was way easier to source anonymous sources and to allow just the gossip in, in the White House and the campaign to run things. You got a lot of clicks. People got addicted to it. It was basically like a crack. It was yep. significantly easier than it was to actually do reporting. But the one thing I'm really thankful for with this whole Mar-a-Lago story is now these, these cycles are happening so rapidly. When we had the Russiagate hoax, when we had the Mueller trial, these things lasted for years. It took months and months and months for Republicans to even start to congressmen and senators to crawl up from underneath their rocks and say, you know what, maybe something's wrong here. Maybe something's weird. I don't even know if Ben Sass has come around yet to it. But this one, it seems to happen within minutes or hours yeah. when they raided Everybody from, from Cuomo uh, to, the, to Lindsey Graham came out and said, hold on a second. This is insane. And no one for a second is believing Garland, at least the, the, the Democrats are. But the other half of the country is saying, no, 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 no. We've seen this game before. We've seen this leaks of the press. We've seen you not show your hand. We've seen you wrong over and over and over again. We're not buying it. And if you want us to buy it as American people, there's no more trust in you as an institution. You have to show us the cards in your hand. Yeah, release the affidavit. Chris Bedford is on the line, senior editor at The Federalist. And that's the problem is no one is ever going to believe the FBI at face value. If they falsify documents to get the guy in the past, how the hell are we supposed to just be like, oh, no, they're on the level this time. They tried it out. Peter Strzok yesterday. He was on Morning Joe. (laughs) Peter Strzok's there to tell you that everything's on the level. I mean, come on. Is the guy thrown off for, you know, sexting a coworker and, you know, openly, uh, I mean, fantasizing. They were doing role playing about taking down Trump. And that guy's on a tele. He's the ambassador to the FBI here. Like, I mean, come on, man. I always see these creepy text messages that get leaked and these sexting. I swear, if you leaked my text messages between me and my fiance, they'd be like, do you want to meet up at the pub? What's for dinner tonight? How you doing? Where are we going? Are we meeting up with your parents? I don't know who these full-grown adults who sex like their 15-year-olds are up to out there. If this FBI raid happens... Six years ago, mm-hmm. I think the entire American people, broadly speaking, would look at this and say, wow, what is going on? Something really insane must have happened at Mar-a-Lago. That trust is so long gone. And it, it's been a long time coming. I mean, the FBI was founded by J. Edgar Hoover to have a file on basically everyone. The FBI spied on Barry Goldwater's campaign, put people in his office, bugged his plane, and bugged his phones for Lyndon B. Johnson. The FBI was someone who, when Richard Nixon was a congressman, he wouldn't give evidence to of, of Alger Hiss being a communist because he knew the FBI would disappear. It. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time coming, but the American people have woken up, unfortunately, to how, how unfortunately rotten our institutions are. And you can't just go out there and say, I took this decision very seriously. I didn't make it lightly, so I'm going to arrest the president. <laughs> That's not going to fly. <laughs> It's so true. It's sad to say when I was a kid, I don't know if they're still out there, but if you ever went to like a theme park back in the day, there'd always be like one pervert who had a hat on and it had a set of boobs on the brim and it said federal bikini inspector, FBI. (laughs) (laughs) I really do trust that guy more than Merrick Garland. I don't know where he is, but I want to find that guy. He's probably online for the for lightning loops or something at Six Flags because that guy would have more standing, I think, with the public. And I don't take any joy in saying that. That's the part that sucks is, you know, people who disparage us for disparaging institutions. It's like we could never discredit the FBI as much as the FBI has discredited itself. No. 
I was talking about this with Kennedy last night, and their big report that they brought out in Alec Baldwin. It's taken them a year of investigation to come out with a report that says, in order to fire that gun, you had to have pulled the trigger. That's a one-year FBI investigation. This is the, this is the creme de la creme. I'm not buying it. As it. Yes, it turns out Lee Harvey Oswald was not one of the guys who shot JFK. He was just up in the observatory, and his gun went off on its own. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know that. It's a tragedy, and they keep calling it an assassination. It's, a, it's an accidental tragedy oh it's crazy uh the big closure then i am 80 20 these are my odds in vegas that there might not even be anything nuclear in these documents but that they strategically inserted the word nuclear into the vernacular because it does you know put an ominous cloud over this whole thing and it gives pause to people you know and they're like oh nuclear but i would say 80 20 it probably isn't nuclear but even if it is okay i people need to explain my whole twitter feed i was tweeting this earlier you can't sell the nuclear codes. It's not a Netflix password where it remains active after you break up. So this pie in the sky thing they're running with, I think, is just another effort to feed confirmation bias in that it gives the people getting mad about it that moral superiority that we know better than the Trump people. And hell, this guy was selling our nuclear secrets. What are the odds he was selling the nuclear secrets? You're the senior editor. I said 80-20 that he, wasn't, that he was not. What are the odds? I don't think there's any shot that he was selling any nuclear secrets. I guess that I'd make, make it an 80-20 that it's possible that there's some documents in there that were yeah. related to it. But the reason why I'm leaning no on that is because they threw that out there when nobody bought it. They were shocked. Usually the FBI has like at least six months of yeah. before they, people start to get skeptical. And the first ones who are are called conspiracy theorists and partisans. <laughs> but they didn't have – like they didn't even have seconds this time before even – even uh, Marco Rubio, just kind of a basic Republican, was out there saying this is insane. Yeah, this is uh, crazy. Since they haven't actually shown anything, they haven't. They won't even leak, uh, leak the affidavit. It took them months and months and months before they decided to even get this raid. Days after they got the warrant, it makes me think that that's almost definitely not true. And you're going to have to you're going to have to do something that's a lot more than this a scary word like nuclear to convince me that it's okay to raid a political opponent's office uh, with the FBI. A lot, lot more than that. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. I'm all the way with you on that. And I, I, I think this ends. I don't know. I mean, they're they really are like they're hell bent on getting the guy, but they've driven the country into a really bad place because no one's going to buy anything. And as you said, everything is considered conspiratorial now till it's confirmed as true, like three months later. You know, the whole covid regime collapsed last week while nobody was watching. We've seen the Hunter Biden thing collapse. You know, that was fake till it was real. And we'll both get thrown in the prison right now for saying they might have pulled some chicanery in the 2020 election. But in our lifetime, we will live for them to say, oh, yeah, by the way, they probably stole the whole thing. It's not coming soon, but we'll probably see it in 20 years, is my guess. I mean, once once we discovered that Bill Clinton and the British royal family were hanging out at a satanic sex island and the FBI kind of knew about it, you just you just you can't call me a conspiracy theorist anymore. I mean, yeah. Why don't we have okay. why don't we have the client list of people that were knowingly flying to a place called Pedophile <laughs> Island? I, I feel like that should raise an antenna, no? Remember during the Trump years when we found out that UFOs were real and nobody even batted No one even cared. E.T. <laughs> E.T. phoned home and we were just all like, I don't know, aliens? Are they on Instagram? I don't follow them. Never heard of them. We've lost our minds, Chris Bedford. When Tucker started doing segments on UFOs, everyone called him crazy. And then yeah. like a couple months later, they came out and said, oh, that's true. And everyone said, of course it's true. And then moved on. <laughs> could you, could you, yeah, could you, could you release Tucker now? Come on, man. This is crazy. Uh, Chris Bedford, you're the best. I'll let you get back to the bar. We'll do it again soon, buddy. Thank you. See you soon. My man. There he goes. There we go. Back after this. The critics have spoken. 
You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This primary election is over, but now the real work begins. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That is Liz Cheney uh, comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln. That is a fact check false. Yeah. I had to play it again. I played it earlier in the show. Chris Bedford had mentioned it uh, seconds earlier. But the reminder here being that, hey, Lincoln lost elections. Doesn't mean Liz Cheney can't go on to be president. I cannot impress this upon you enough. Liz Cheney has not been thrown out of Congress because she dared defy Donald Trump. You don't have to embrace everything Donald Trump does to win elected office. Okay, Glenn Youngkin's the mayor, the governor of Virginia right now. Glenn Youngkin had nothing to do with Donald Trump during his campaign. He prioritized local issues. He prioritized, are you ready for it, Liz Cheney? The needs of his constituents. The fact remains, nobody listening in Wyoming, we mentioned this with Reese yesterday, one of the legends who listens on KROE out in Sheridan. Nobody out in Wyoming was getting out of bed in the morning going, gee, if only our elected officials could help the Democrats slander every Republican in the country. That would really help. No, people want to, you know, make a living, not pay so many taxes, not watch everybody they know die from fentanyl raging across our border right now. We're going to talk about that with the Arizona Attorney General in the next break. Okay, the border encounters this year have hit 2 million this month, 2 million. Okay, last year was our all-time high in border crossings. At this point last year, border encounters had hit 1.2 million. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. They're 800,000 people higher. And was Liz Cheney crowing about that anywhere in Washington, D.C.? The answer would be no. No! She was just yelling and screaming about getting rid of Donald Trump. Get her out. Get her out of here. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, baby boy. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting. As we always do from the tippy top of the world, famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we got a banger, as the kids like to say in this hour. It is a smash hit climbing up the pop charts. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich going to stop by to discuss the border battle. Uh, the ongoing standoff between Texas Governor Greg Abbott, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, uh, who did take some time out from the nightclub scene here in New York to take some more pot shots at the Texans. We'll discuss that. We're going to discuss the fallout from the Liz Cheney uh, political pugilism. She uh, lost in a knockout out in Wyoming last night, uh, if you were watching that one. Uh, and, of course, we will get into some breaking news out of the CDC, where Director Rochelle Walensky has just announced that they're going to restructure the organization in response to the failings, the failings 
during the pandemic. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. This is essentially what she is saying. Uh, 888-788-9910 is the phone number if you want us to know what you're saying, what you're thinking, if you want to be a part of the show. If you don't want to be a part of the show, you can just call me up. Tell me what's wrong with me. I mean, I have my own theories. Believe me, never going to be as harsh as the voices in my head. Uh, but let's do the damn thing. 888-788-9910 uh, and begin right then and there. Um, earlier in the show, we opened today talking about Liz Cheney. We came back to her with Chris Bedford. The hot rumor right now, she just announced, she just announced that she is forming a pack, a political pack. So she's taking what's left of her campaign money and she's gearing it towards I don't know, maybe a presidential run sometime in 2024. <laughs> there's, again, there's no chance where that's going to happen. I have a better chance of winning Mrs. Universe. Although, actually, it's a bad analogy because technically I can compete in Mrs. Universe. <laughs> Nowadays, I'd be allowed to compete because they've gone woke like everything else. Everything woke turns to Good point. Well, then let's talk woke at the border because the big problem we have before I get into your calls, and we're going to discuss this with Mark Burnovich, is this inflation reduction bill that was just passed. This is so crazy, so crazy. We know it doesn't reduce inflation. Okay, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, flat out said, hey, it doesn't reduce inflation. It reduces inflation the way gasoline reduces a fire. Tell them like it is. Okay, it does not reduce inflation. It makes it worse. We're spending more money. We're going to go tax the rich. What do you think the rich are going to do? Just say, oh, that's it. I guess we give up our money. No. They're going to hire accountants. They're going to hire lawyers, and they're going to pass the cost of goods on to you. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. And again, it is so disgustingly un-American to just assume that everybody who's rich must be some kind of a criminal. But that's how the Democrats frame the discussion, okay? We're going to go after the rich. And what's the connotation there? Oh, the rich don't pay. They're a bunch of crooks. As if there's no way to get rich in this country unless you happen to be, I don't know, getting your hands on money you probably shouldn't have. Are you the big man, Joe? That's the Democrat worldview. Everyone else must be making their money illegally because here's a newsflash. A lot of them are. How many Democratic Congress people do you know? that are living on a salary of $170,000 a year that somehow have, oh, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars in the bank. I think he's got a point. What are the Pelosi's worth? Again, she's done a job that pays $170,000 a year. What are the Pelosi's worth? They're worth over $100 million. Okay, that's technically grounds, you know, for people to be like, something's not legit here. But we're not having that conversation. We're calling everybody else a crook and a classic exercise in projection. But one of the things Arizona Attorney General Mark Brnovich is going to be talking with us about today is that this climate reduction garbage inflation that they're throwing at you is also going to put wealth management funds into a bad spot where they have to prioritize green energy investments, green energy investments at the behest of. Okay, of traditional investments. This is total crap. Even two-year-old Lincoln Phelan knows. Okay, green energy investment. You got to get some of them into your portfolio now. That's your job because we've all got to help out with the environment. Yo, that's not how investing is supposed to work. The government is not supposed to control the market. That's not capitalism. You understand? That's coercion. But it's the big problem we keep coming back to is they can sell this to their base again and again and again because they're all 
you know, in their minds anyway, saving the world from some type of inequity. They're all out there as like Marvel superheroes. We're going to go get the big, bad rich. That's what we're going to do. But do you understand the rich, okay, are not all criminals. The rich pay accountants so they don't become criminals. So they don't, do you understand, commit violations that will get them into legal jeopardy, that will get them into civil jeopardy. That's what most of the rich is doing. I don't doubt there are crooks out there. But the point is the middle class constitutes 60 percent of the tax base in this country. People earning $400,000 a year or less are 60 percent of the tax base. If you're going to go out there and tell me you're not auditing any of them, then there's no way in hell, zero zip zilch, that you can make $100 billion in tax revenue to pay for this bill. I admire your honesty. That's just reality. So Brnovich is going to be talking about that shenanigan, how in addition to leaving the border wide open in the name of you know inclusion and tolerance, yo, last year we broke the all-time record for border encounters as a nation, okay? At this time last year, in August of 2021, we had 1.2 million border encounters at our southern border. Right now, this year, same date, we have 2 million encounters at our southern border. What the hell is the world coming to? 800,000 person increase, and those are the known encounters. That's not counting the gotaways. Okay, we've had 60 members on our government's terror watch list, terror watch list encountered by agents at our southern border. Again, those are just the ones we know about. That can't be good. There is a basic dereliction of duty going on in the country in this moment where the government's priorities are not your priorities. I don't like saying that. I'm not here to get you mad at Democrats. I'm here to get you, you know, in a position where you'll hold anybody accountable who doesn't represent your interests. Liz Cheney, not a Democrat, maybe in spirit, but the reason we wanted her out is not because she didn't like Donald Trump. Believe me, none of the Republicans in Washington like Donald Trump. Some of them go along with it because it's politically expedient, and there's a handful that genuinely enjoy the guy, like a good round of golf. They like when he calls names and insults people, and, you know, he's the Trump man. He doesn't care. Donald Trump is a walking, talking middle finger. That's what he is, and guys like that because we're in a place where Donald Trump is only possible because our leaders have failed us Decade after decade after decade. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Trump got elected because that was the case for the last four decades. You understand? The idea of someone walking in off the street and winning the presidency was unprecedented. We used to make fantasy movies about it. To make entire movie franchises about imagine a guy who wasn't a politician, just walked in and just leveled with people. And it became so hip that somehow he got momentum. And the next thing you know, he actually upset a political dynasty. Okay, that could never happen. That was a fantasy until it did happen. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Okay, it did happen. And they hate him. They hate him to the moon and back for it. But you understand they made him possible. Donald Trump's presidency became possible. Because we were sick of establishment politicians in both parties that said one thing and did another. Okay, it's going on right now, and it's so um, it's so transparent. I guess is what I would say, because we just went from a no filter politician to a traditional status quo politician, where Joe Biden gets out there with a straight face and told you last month, oh, inflation, inflation was zero. 
in the month of July. You're a liar. Inflation was 8.5% in the month of July. But he got out there with a straight face and said it was zero. Just like he's telling you, oh, this inflation reduction bill is not going to raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. Stop lying to us. He's lying to you. The CBO says he's lying to you. The Congressional Joint Committee says he's lying to you. And you recognize in this moment that people, people who follow politics like it's pro wrestling, we just got to beat the other guy. They don't care if their guy is telling the truth as long as their side wins the news cycle, as long as their side gets ahead, gets the political momentum. But, yo, that's how you destroy a a country. Have you ever seen two people fighting over something till it rips in half in their hands? That's what we're doing right now. We're fighting over the country in a way that's ripping it in half. Nobody believes the justice system anymore. Okay, don't believe anything coming out of the FBI. They can't. We saw the FBI plead guilty to falsifying documents to get a political opponent after the 2016 election. How do you trust them this time around that they're just doing it for the love of the game? Come on, man. Stupid. Okay, we've got a guy in the White House who literally quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. Biden's lost his marbles. I mean, really think about that. We have a president that's shaking hands with invisible people. Okay, invisible people. Democrats are defending that. Why? Because they think it would reflect negatively on their party to admit the honest truth of what's going on in our government, in in Washington. It's a mess. Okay, we have a report out right now, right now from the AP that says the White House was warned in October that there was a high likelihood that Russia would invade Ukraine in response to the weakness that we saw in Afghanistan. Come on, man. Okay, that report is out right now. Okay, I was just reading it during a commercial break. Okay, we have really put the country into a horrifying place. It's not to say we can't recover. We, the people, we have the power. Okay, we're going to go to the ballot box in this, you know, in the fall. And the reality is, everyone listening, you don't have to vote Republican. You have to really listen to these politicians and let your horse sense tell you which person seems most likely to pursue your interest instead of theirs. Because the reason the country is so effed right now is this Democratic Party has openly – you've heard this analogy out of me before. They have openly become the pig-headed guy, okay, who has one thing on his mind when his woman gets home from work, but it might not be the thing on her mind. You know, every one of us is guilty of being that dirtbag guy if you're in a long-term relationship. You know, woman comes home from work, and you're like, hey, how was your day? And she's like, oh, I twisted my ankle. I got such a stomach ache. Do you have any aspirin? My head hurts, and my boss is such a jerk. And the guy's like – Well, I know what you need. Back up, you creep. (laughs) That's exactly what the woman says. She's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I just told you I got a bum ankle and my stomach hurts and I got a migraine. And now, you know, you're going into Marvin Gaye mode. Get the hell away from me. Get the hell, you know. This is not okay. Okay, bottom line. But that's what the Democrats are doing to us. That's what happened to Liz Cheney in Wyoming. Okay, people in Wyoming are like, God, inflation sucks. Gas is expensive. People are dying from fentanyl. Crime is spiking at historic levels. And Liz Cheney was like, I know what you need. We're going to bring down Donald Trump. That's what we're going to do. We're going to turn the DOJ against a political enemy. That is nobody's priority in this moment. Okay? You've got to stop, stop treating politics like a sporting event. You know when they say in sporting events you're not supposed to bet on your own team because you're being guided by emotion? When it comes to the ballot box, you got to vote with your head and not with your heart. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. 
It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be wrapping with Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich, but right now we're getting into some of your calls. Uh, as you know, I am heading out to the Lake of the Ozarks this Friday. I will be at the Encore. So if you're listening on KRMS Radio, you want to come get rowdy with your radio buddy, this is your big chance. Uh, Don, with some words of wisdom. He is out in Missouri. Don, how you doing, man? Words of wisdom. Go to the Party Cove in the Lake of the Ozarks. The Party Cove. Now, yeah. Let me ask you That's this. Clothing optional. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question because things that are clothing optional out here are never the people you want to see. Okay. Does, I, does I the par- agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Does the Party Cove have better scenery, or am I going to be horrified? The words that I've heard from other people is yes. Ooh, Don, now you're speaking my language. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. My wife won't let me go there, and I don't want to go there without her anyway. So. Oh, what a good because she might be listening right now. I understand. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go without mine either. Then I kid. I kid. Um, no, if you if you seen my wife, you'd know what I'm talking about. Don, Don with the swag. Don with the ladies. Hubba hubba. Um, let me ask you this, Don. Am I honestly going to survive the encore though? Like, how rowdy is it? Missouri people have a tendency to get rowdy, especially, I'm going to say, especially with someone like you, because you are fantastic at oh, what you do. Don, and yeah. I wish I could be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to move my daughter back to college in St. Louis, oh, and that, that's my that's my retirement there, so I better get it done. You know? <laughs> well, well, listen. I wish, I wish I could come see you. You'll be there. there in spirit, and it sounds like it might be for your own good that you're not there, so... Yes, Keep playing correct, defense. Correct. Make sure your daughter doesn't come home from college hating America, okay? Oh, she'll never do that. She's a conservative, very good pistol shot, and she has two brothers in the military. She could never do that. Oh, hold on a second. All right. Well, then you're doing your job, as always, Don. You know you're my trusted confidant out there in Missouri. Uh, I may take you up on the party, Cove. Uh, is that why they call Missouri the show-me state, because nobody's wearing any clothes? That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's enough out of you, young man. We'll do it again soon. 888-788-9910. Dennis is up in Salisbury, Vermont. Dennis, how are you living? Jimmy, my topic, my topic kind of shifted because uh, yeah. you had changed the subject. But uh, Liz Cheney tells us that Trump is a naughty liar, and, and let's give her that. But Biden lies, too. And uh, only Trump is like the suitor who tells us that our new dress doesn't make us look fat to our eternal delight and biden is like the suitor who having removed our dress tells us he has no stds to our eternal detriment oh oh good gosh what's going on here dennis this one got i liked your original concern about the irs uh they're going to audit you for telling that joke well uh, you know i was wondering what, what what's what are the odds that peter Ducey receives an audit uh inquiry uh, Apparently, you can't the, write off that much. Eighty-seven thousand people come in. Yeah. But listen, I'm no historian, and I'm certainly not a biologist. But uh, does Liz Cheney? She compares her defeat to Lincoln's, and I'm not too knowledgeable about Lincoln's defeats. Was he an incumbent legislator who lost his primary race by no. thirty points? <laughs> no, that wasn't the case. Uh, nor was his dad 
previously considered a war criminal by a party who now supported his father uh, this time around because he was angry at another political opponent. It's all really transactional and stupid, but there's no world where she's running for president. You know that and I know that. She won't be president of the PTA. Okay, stop it. She won't be president of Dick Cheney's hunting club, which is probably a good thing because it's not the safest club in the world. Um, Dennis, I got to get out to Missouri this weekend, but you, me, Vermont, will do it again soon. Okay, brother? Okay, Jimmy. There he goes, the great Dennis in Salisbury, Vermont. Um, Listen, my man Don, who is an expert caller over the years on this show, says everybody at the party cove is going to be naked. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. I don't know if that's true or false, but if anybody has some KRMS local intel to share between now and tomorrow. I am off Friday because Jenny and I will be uh, flying out to Missouri. She's got some work to do in Kansas City. I've got some work to do down in the Ozarks, and uh, it's going to be a wild time. But if anybody has some intel, I can use it on the front end because I don't want to get Texas here. You know what I mean? I showed up in Texas with my white boots. Uh, I was like, yo, look at me. I'm cool in white boots. And everybody in Texas was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Okay, so if there's some local custom I need to be observing when I get out there, uh, please give me a heads up uh, between today and tomorrow at 888-788-9910. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich is going to give me some intel in the meantime. He is joining us in the next break to talk about the Biden border policy and this silly inflation bill. That's going to affect your retirement savings. Wow. They are playing Biz Marquee on a big Wednesday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Pretty apropos because this next guest is attorney generals go. I mean, I, I don't want to say the MC Hammer of attorney generals. I'd put him a more exalted status than that. I mean, I maybe the big daddy Kane of attorney generals, which is there ain't no half stepping bottom line uh, when you have Mark Burnovich on the phone. Hey, man. Hey, I would let's call it uh, thug life and you can call me uh, Tupac. <laughs> the Tupac of attorney generals. Well, I don't know that Tupac ever had an op ed in The Wall Street Journal, sir. But you do. Yes. But he did have that killer tattoo on his stomach that said thug life. Um, <laughs> are you are you confessing to something? Because you haven't been showing your midriff as much lately on TV. Oh, that's because I got to start roiding and working out again. I got to find a new job here soon. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. There's that whole thing. Um, yes. Let's talk. Yes, real- and, I, and, I, and this means so much coming from what a lot of people call the uh, George Harrison of the Gutfield Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are those people that believe George was the most talented Beatle, so I could see where they would make that assumption. No, oh, very let's, well. Let's stay on you draw your own draw your own conclusions, listeners. There you go. Uh, listen, Mr. Brnovich, uh, Arizona Attorney General, I was trying to translate your article um, to basic English because it's uh, as everything you do is really well written. But essentially, these ESGs are kind of getting roped into, in one way or another, some almost federal coercion when it comes to investments in green energy. Can you kind of put that in English? Because I don't know that I did. Yeah, basically, you have these big hedge fund managers and a lot of large, a large banks and financial institutions, and they mobilize behind, uh, you know, in groups like Climate Action 100 Plus, and it's compromised of hundreds of banks and money managers, more than $60 trillion in assets, and they use their coordinated influence and their financial strength to compel companies to shut down coal and natural gas plants and basically 
basically try to stop people from relying on fossil fuels. And so this is a big key component in the ESG movement, which is the environmental, social, and governance movement, where you have these woke corporations, or excuse me, woke money managers and banks trying to force corporations to become politically correct. Wow. Can you imagine? Because if somebody's managing my money, I absolutely do not care about the politics. You care about the return on investment. So how is this, in their minds, justifiable? Well, you know, the people in the environmental movement um, think that this is literally the biggest problem facing the world right now. That's what they believe. I mean, and you and I have talked about about this, that when the Soviet Union collapsed, communism didn't die. I believe all those people ended up in the environmental movement. So in their mind, they're doing something to save the world and for the future. And so they, it's the ends justify the means. But the reality is, is that I always tell folks that it, it, when it comes to hedge fund managers and financial you know, planners, you know, they have a fiduciary responsibility to put your interest, your financial interest ahead of their political agendas. And so they should be working on helping you to secure you financially and your 401k and your retirement plan instead of trying to be woke and, you know, saving the world from carbon. Oh, it's so freaking true, man. Uh, I've, I've been talking about this a lot lately because the bill they just passed is, of course, a climate bill that couldn't pass as a climate bill. So they yeah. repurposed it as inflation reduction, suave move. People voted for it. But, I mean, even the CBO is like, yeah, doesn't actually reduce inflation, which is a little bit of a racket. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I wanted to ask you this, though, knowing what we now know in that the CBO has refuted that it's going to re- you know, reduce inflation and everything in between. Um, have we gotten to this place now? where this is just we're just spitballing here we're just killing yeah. time on a bus trip yeah. do you think we hit this place where like they know between now and the midterms they're going to lose their majorities so we're kind of on just like a, a far left shopping spree remember those game shows where you could fill up the cart with anything in five minutes and you got to keep it if it stayed in the cart yeah. are we basically yeah. just doing that between now and november well if we we're just spitballing or we're just on the bus trip chatting amongst us yeah Hand me the bottle in the brown paper bag. There he is. That's the Mark Burnovich I love. Let me take a swig of that before I give you my, uh, you know. All right. Well, then you got to give me back the car keys. Okay. You got to give me back the car keys. Shotgun. 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 (laughs) Back at you. Back at you. Um, No, but but in all seriousness, is that I think there's two theories. One theory is that the far left is trying to get as much done as they can because we know that there's no more permanent thing than a temporary government program. And once you you know hand out the goodies, you know it's hard to ever get rid of them. In fact, LBJ used to say, "You let a bully in your front yard, next day's on your porch, and the day after that he's shacking up with your wife." And and of course, LBJ used a different phrase for shacking up with your wife. (laughs) And and the point is, is that once you let the federal government in, you ain't ever getting them out. Um, But the other thing is, the other theory, you know, that I've always had is with the left is you give out, you know, all these Christmas presents in July, August, so to speak, and you temporarily stop things from maybe tanking because you're injecting. It's like, you know, the adrenaline shot in the heart, yeah. and there's only so many times your heart can take it before before you die. Yeah. But for them, in the short run, they just want to make it through the midterms, and so they're doing everything they can to just, you know, put some juice into the economy so nothing collapses before November. It's so true. We're talking to Arizona Attorney General Mark Brnovich. Basically, they're giving the economy the same B12 shot they give Biden before they trot him out to give a speech is what's going on here. What's up, Rod Stewart's online? I need, I need a shot of vitamin E. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a Rod Stewart song. The guy's got range. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just uh, No, you got, got range. We should I commend like the I range. Got, 
You, I got stage fright there. I couldn't remember the next lyric of that song. Okay. Well, listen, not a lot of guys come on as the self-identified Tupac of attorney generals and then follow it up with a Rod Stewart reference. So let's just take a moment <laughs> to applaud your range here. Um, this might, uh, might be the second show in a row with a Rod Stewart reference, but anyway. <laughs> How about this idea? Okay, we yeah. get a stat out today from the CBO. Migrant encounters surpassed 2 million this weekend. Uh, at this time last year, which was the record for border encounters, uh, it was 1.2 million. So we're 800,000 worse this year than last year. Is that what that's the that's where we're at? <laughs> we, we you and I have spoken about this. We're losing the adjectives. I mean, the, the only thing is, I think, in Joe Biden's mind, the only crisis at the border is that he can't get even more people in. And in fact, uh, you know, I've told people that the big mistake of the folks on January 6th was not coming in and trying to claim they were illegal immigrants seeking asylum, because then, you know, the Democrats left would have welcomed them in, right? Oh, dude, listen, man, uh, this all, all of that strategy is in play right now. With these 87,000 IRS agents, I'm filing next year as a transgender children's stripper, and they won't audit me. You know, if I say I'm <laughs> Republican talk show host, I'm coming, I'm going in in cuffs, even if I did nothing wrong. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine that? I mean, there is one thing that uh, people can't stand. Uh, yeah, more. I think anything more than the IRS. I mean, obviously, um, you know, uh, it's uh, unfortunate, but um, I'm not even sure what, what the theory or the strategy was with that When You know, it would have been, I think, better spent um, even a tenth of those people hiring them on as Border Patrol agents instead of them unleashing them on uh, you know, Amazing. it's one thing when, you know, the government wants to go after you with a microscope, but now they're using a proctoscope when it comes to the IRS. <laughs> it's not pretty, Sorry. man. Uh, I'm not like you. I, I don't write my material before the show. So yeah, I'm neither do I. You know, you I'm trying to come up with this on the fly. The other night on Gutfeld is so funny. Yeah. We were talking about, I don't know, I told like a joke about eating bugs. And him and Kat, yes, God love I them both. That immediately go, oh, you were sitting on that joke. You were dying to tell it. And I was like, yo, I actually wasn't. It was just a riff. Like, things happen fast in my brain. You know what I'm saying? That's how stand-up works. You perform live. So I'm not actually showing up there uh, with that. I never, like, tell pre-parent jokes because this is the thing, and you need to know this. This is why you're funny on the radio is because if you show up with jokes to tell, you want to tell them, and you wind up telling them where they don't belong. If you just trust your average in the moment, you see an opening, you run through it, you hit the whole touchdown. So everyone listening at home, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. My only strategy going into Gutfeld is for whatever reason, I'm obsessed with dressing like a figure skater who let himself go. And that's where we're at right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, look like, I look like a chunky from, figure skater. That's all. I, I'm from I'm from Arizona, so we really don't do too much of that figure skating stuff. <laughs> Although I did take my girls skating, ice skating, a few years ago, uh-huh. and they were shocked at how good I was. And I feel like people underestimate my physical skills just because they look at me and they're not <laughs> sure about it. So. Mark Bernovich is now the Brian Boitano of attorney generals. It never – the references, the range never ends. Plus, you're good with nunchucks, no? Yeah, I'm, I'm really great. In fact, Maybe next time uh, we get together, I'll have to break out some throwing stars or other martial arts implements. So. <laughs> well, if you think you're doing that in New York, we're both getting arrested. Actually, they don't arrest anybody here. Oh, they just changed. You know, they changed the law in New York. It's legal now. Remember, there was yeah. a Supreme Court case on Chucks. We can we can go at it. In fact, uh, I'll tell you what. Next time you're doing your stand up, I think you need to have me out doing like is the warm up act. <laughs> Or at the very least, the bouncer, if you've got chucks and stars, we could use one of those. You know, people are attacking comedians these days. They think it's SeaWorld. They think you could touch the animals if you sit in the front row. So maybe you'll play some defense for the champ. Um, My eyes are up here. (laughs) Hey, girl. Well, I'm going to go to commercial while we still have advertisers. But, you know, I love talking to you. Let's do it again soon, buddy. 
Thanks, brother. Hope to see you soon. It's going to happen. My man, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich, best of the best. You hear what he said, though, about these wealth management funds? They're now forcing corporations to pursue woke initiatives. So you give somebody money and say, hey, manage my retirement savings. Uh, you know, I want to make some money, make a little interest off of this. And their priority is not, well, yeah, we got to make you that interest. Their priority is to just make sure they're investing in some type of green initiative. That's Use your common sense. Especially when you consider that all of these initiatives go bankrupt. I mean, do you remember like, oh, I don't know, Solyndra that happened under Barack Obama? Don't be thick, all right? Okay, but none of this stuff, none of this stuff is ever holding up. Okay, Germany's back to fossil fuels. They're back to coal plants because the wind and the sun isn't getting the job done for a population a third of ours. Now, you're going to tell me with a straight face that we're going to power 330 million 330 million Americans with Mother Nature? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Especially when you consider that the people that are going to rely on Mother Nature are so woke, they don't even call, they call her birthing person nature. They can't even, person with the capacity for pregnancy nature. They don't even call her Mother Nature anymore because they've all lost their minds. They're crazy. But nobody's crazier than the people in the Lake of the Ozarks. From what I've been told today, Ike is listening on KRMS. He potentially has some life-saving intel for me. Yo, Ike! Hey. Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? Looking forward to seeing you Friday night. Oh, are you coming out, my man? Oh, that's going to yeah, be great. Yeah, got a table of eight. Uh, we're going to be there. I know some other folks are going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. That is it's gonna be a blast. It, Looking forward to it. Dude, our crowd, just so you know, I don't know how it works in the Ozarks, but everywhere I've gone, like this is the highest compliment I can give people listening to the show. Everybody's always cool, like really, really cool. They buy me too many drinks, but even that, that's kind of funny. It's like if you're going to have a guy out that you watch on TV, why wouldn't you try to kill him at the bar? You know what I'm saying? But um, Sure, sure. Is is the Are the Ozarks as crazy as I've been told? Because I I've been told on the air and off. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> you know, one thing fascinating about Lake of the Ozarks is you can be just as straight-laced as you want. And you can probably get just as crazy as you want. We believe in freedom. We yes. believe in liberty. Yes. We believe in taking care of yourself. Yes. You come down here, my friend, I assure you, you're going to have a good time. And don't worry about Party Cove. They're not all running around naked crazy. <laughs> it's a little bit like Mardi Gras, maybe, although I've never been there. I've only heard. Okay, well, that works. I just, this is the deal. Next week when I get back, I have America's Newsroom Monday morning. I have Harris Tuesday morning. I have America Reports Wednesday. I happen to know on good authority I can't show up to any of those TV hits with a neck tattoo or a face tattoo. So if you can just keep me presentable above the shoulders, this is a winning trip, okay? Well, I, I think you're going to be just fine in that neighborhood. Uh, a lot of <laughs> folks around here take care of you. But, uh, just one warning. You better be funny, though. <laughs> Yo, that, that, listen. That'll, that'll save you. I'll handle the stand-up, <laughs> all right, tough guy? You don't worry about nothing. That stand-up, like, the reason I like going on the road is actually the thing I know how to do. Like, radio, we have a good time doing radio, but I don't actually, like, this is very new to me. Like, it's a good time, but stand-up is, like, actually how I've survived the last 20 years. So I'll throw the fastball. Just don't mm-hmm. lean in too close to the plate. You might get hit by a pitch in that table of eight. Sure, right. Well, that's all right. That's all right. We can handle that, too. We can, right. well, I really am looking forward to it. And, and uh, I started to listen to you when you first kind of came online, as it were, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you're doing better and better every day. So oh, thanks, man. Uh, uh, keep it up. And, and like I said, I can't wait to see you Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, no, we're going to get rowdy. Make sure you introduce yourself, all right, brother? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll turn you on to the whole gang. We, uh, we just won a, won a primary election out here for presiding commissioner of Camden County. So, oh, that's a big uh, we're win. We're going to have a lot of fun. All right. Well, we'll talk about yes, it. Sir. For real, for real. Good stuff. I'll you see bet. you at the bar, Ike. You Great bet. stuff. My man.
There he goes. Ike is coming out to the Encore Friday night. If you're listening on KRMS, you want to come hang out with your radio buddy. It is sold out. Uh, but I'll be in town. I'll be around town. Hit me up. I am not on the air this coming Friday uh, because I will be traveling out there. Um, we can't do the show live when we land. We've got to get down there because we're flying into Kansas City because the way the flights break down, you couldn't get a direct. And, you know, there's a lot of chicanery. But the point is we don't fly with anything that connects because it's hard enough getting one flight to take off in this country right now, let alone two. You know, we were supposed to go to Houston two weeks ago. It just never happened. We just never left LaGuardia Airport. We just hung out, me, Jenny, and Lincoln. And uh, Jenny was all excited, you know, to go see Garth Brooks down in Houston. You know, we're going to have a wild time. It's going to be the best weekend ever. Wrong. Wound up in a diner in Nassau County on Long Island. It wasn't pretty. Uh, But we'll be back to make it beautiful after this. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's It's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is a big Wednesday episode of the show. We did a lot of things today. I was on Fox and Friends first this morning. If you missed it, it'll be on the Fox Across America Facebook page shortly. During a commercial break in the middle hour of the show today, I ran down and did a hit with the great Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. We will post that as well as last night's hit on Fox News primetime. That went on tomorrow. uh, Something you need to know, man, this is a wild one. But at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, we are supposed to have a hearing on the affidavit and the DOJ and the request from the Trump attorneys to, in fact, release that affidavit and show us what is in the warrant. Okay, why did they have justification? What did a judge sign off on as probable cause for a crime at Mar-a-Lago? Right now, we don't have that. What we have, what we have is Merrick Garland and the FBI asking you to take their word for it, which I got to be honest. You got to do better than that. Nobody's taking their word for it. Not after all they've put the country through past six years. Not going to happen. So it could be a pivotal day tomorrow on a Thursday. You know, it's always a lighthearted show. I say it every day. It's political pop culture. We give you the hard news, but we give it to you in a way that you can digest it. We'll sing some songs. We'll play some drops. You know, you'll hear my family. And I think that is the top line heading into tomorrow's broadcast is that in the final hour of tomorrow's show, once we're done deciding whether or not Trump's going to jail and we're fighting a civil war, uh, you'll hear from Jenny and Lincoln Fallow tomorrow, who are going to be in town. Why? Because Jenny and I will be celebrating 16 years of marriage tomorrow. And uh, it's much easier to just have her on the radio. That's a cool day out than have to pony up and take her out to dinner. So I'm going to save a couple of bucks. And instead of a night on the town, I'll give her a day on the town is what I'm going to do. Don't you have any respect for yourself? Oh, stop it. We'll go out to dinner, too, because that's all we do in the family is eat. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But the point is, it's shaping up to be a really big Thursday and a big weekend. If you want to go see me at the Encore Saturday night, if you're listening on KRMS, get out there. If you're listening on KKFT out in Reno, you can see me at the Carson Nugget next Friday. Uh... There's a 9.30 show uh, that still has tickets Friday, a 9.30 show that still has tickets Saturday. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. And if you want to see me in Iowa, I am in Ottumwa on October the 15th, Saturday night. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster. 
You can see me in Vegas, November the 5th at the Red Rocks Casino. Tickets also at Ticketmaster. I don't really care what you do because the show's over. Pay up, get out. All I really ask, and I ask the same thing every day, so don't stop now. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.